What is going on, everyone? This is Zach from Clutch Crew Sports, back with another podcast video. And here in today's episode, we're going to talk about the news that USC and UCLA are leaving the Pac-12 to join the Big Ten Conference and kind of the fallout that that's created, some of the theories that people have been talking about how um, college sports is going to be going in. And we're just going to talk about other possible you know, moves that we could see in the coming months. So lots to digest here, but let's go ahead and introduce you to the rest of the crew. Yeah, what's going on, everybody? This is Eric, the ranting co-host here. Uh, definitely glad to be back at it at another episode here. And, you know, like Zach said, there's a lot of college football stuff going on, a lot to break down. So uh, let's get into it here. Yeah, definitely. So we're a little late, admittedly, getting onto this news topic. This isn't a breaking news type video. Everybody should know about it. But USC and UCLA are going to be joining the Big Ten Conference in a few years. And it kind of came out of nowhere. You know, these things often do, um, especially the, the big moves. Um, so it all just happened all of a sudden. I think it was actually the same day KD made his trade request. So that, that was a huge day of like news to cover for sports. But um, yeah, essentially they're leaving. And then there's a huge amount of mystery of what's going to happen to the rest of the Pac-12 conference. They're losing two of their members that bring in the most money for their TV contracts. Uh, there's no question about it. USC and UCLA um are the major markets for the pack for the pac 12 and uh the fact that they're leaving people are predicting like that those two schools in particular usc and ucla are going to get 40 million dollars more each year from for joining the big 10 so this is all uh you know people forget it and don't really view it as a business as much but these are all business decisions, what's going on. They're not necessarily, you know, asking the players, hey, guys, do you want to join the Big Ten? You know, let's hold a vote on this. That's not what they're doing. They're they're doing these, uh, making these decisions as financial things. And I think, honestly, it's a response to the NIL movement and just everything going around on with college football. So, um, Eric, I, I know you're not as dialed into college as um, Connor and I are, but where are your just general impressions of this? Where do you think this leads? Is it good for the sport, bad for the sport? Um, are you indifferent? Do you have pros and cons to it? What, what do you see about uh, USC and UCLA leaving and, and causing all this uncertainty? Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a lot of chaos. That's for sure. I mean, I don't, I mean, obviously, like you said, I mean, it's the money. I mean, that's obviously the reason why, because I mean, otherwise it just doesn't make sense. You know, it doesn't make sense that now, like, you know, for UCLA and USC now, like all their road games, they're going to have to travel, you know, pretty far across the country to get to a lot of these games. And, and that's going to make it tougher on the players and coaching staffs and everything. But, uh, you know, at the same time, you know, I get why they're doing it. I mean, if they're going to make $40 million more a year for their universities, you know, if I was 
in the position to make that call for a school, I would probably do it too, you know, <laughs> I bring, bring on the money, baby. But I mean, but as for college football in general, I mean, I don't personally know if it's going to be good for the sport or not, or, but for me, I, I don't like it personally because it seems like we're going to start heading into this direction where, there's not going to be that many conferences. I mean, a lot of these conferences are losing schools to, you know, the SEC and now the Big Ten and all this stuff. And it seems like a lot of these conferences are going to start breaking apart and not really have anybody. And then you're just going to be left with these huge conferences. And I don't really know then how you determine, you know, the schedule or then there won't there won't really be out of conference games or. And then especially for like rivalries and stuff, you know, like assuming, say, like Stanford stays in the Pac-12. I know like Stanford and USC, USC have had some, you know, banger games against each other. And, you know, that's a rivalry that will probably be gone. And like UCLA, Cal, like just a lot of these, you know, big time Pac-12 rivalries are going to be, you know, broken up now because of this and. And that in that regard, I don't like it. I, 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 I wish they wouldn't do that. I wish these teams would stay put in their conferences. I think it's healthier for the sport. But you know, I guess at the same time, you could argue that new rivalries will be formed and things like that. But do you do you share that same take with me, Zach, about this? Or because you know, you know, like you mentioned, I'm not as big of a college guy like as you and Connor are. So I'm definitely more curious to see like how you feel about the situation. Well, okay, so I think, I think, I don't know, mostly I feel like it's a bad thing, but the, what I think is going to end up happening, and then I'll let you tell me if you like this or dislike this, but it's going to end up happening, and I'll give it like 10 years, um, like in 10 years time, the dust will settle and all this stuff will be, will be real. Um, I think, first of all, I think the NCAA is probably going to go away or become a secondary, like, Division II. I think just the governing body of the NCAA, they've already lost all power. Um, and it's really their fault. I mean, nobody feels bad for them or anything. They've, you know, been pretty bad with how they've handled pretty much everything. So it's not any surprise that this will happen. But in my opinion, you know, we call this around the NCAA. I don't think, you know, it it might still exist for some of these smaller schools might be a part of it, but I don't think it's going to be there. Um, I think what's going to happen is you're going to have the SEC and the Big Ten are essentially going to be like the AFC and the NFC. Um, but a little bit more independent, you know, because the AFC and NFC, they cross play each other every year. So I, I don't see that much happening with cross play, whereas like you're not going to see LSU, Ohio State every year. But I think ultimately all these other good teams out there, the Clemsons, the Oregons, the, um, you know, and especially the big money schools too, like Florida State's, Miami's. Washington's, you know, some of these others on the screen, um, they're all going to join either the Big Ten or the SEC, probably whatever makes 
a little bit of geographic sense, you know, like Oregon's not going to join the SEC, I would think, but, um, you know, Rutgers is going to be playing USC this year. So that's New Jersey and California in the same conference. But, um, but that, that's what I think is going to happen. And then also at the same time, I think the money is just going to be so much that you're going to see some of these teams like Vanderbilt, Rutgers, Illinois, Northwestern, these sort of always bad teams that are in the SEC and the, the uh, Big Ten. I think they're going to get kicked out, essentially. And then you're going to add in more of these um, better teams to the conferences, probably be like 20, 25 teams in each of them. Um, and then you're going to have maybe like a Big 12 is essentially going to have all the rest of the, the good teams, you know, like teams like Texas Tech and Baylor and stuff like that. So some of those other teams that don't necessarily go into the SEC or the Big Ten, that's going to be like the next division. And what I think is going to happen is the Big Ten will have their own playoff. So you're going to have like, you know, let's say an eight-team playoff in the Big Ten because there's going to be like 30 teams essentially. And then the, the winner of the Big Ten is – and the SEC will do the same thing. The winner of the Big Ten the winner of the SEC, they'll play in what we call like the national championship. Um, that's what I see happening in 10 years. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, that, that was a lot to – a lot to break down right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I, I won't be too surprised if something like that happens. And, and I mean, and if that does happen, then, you know, I, I'm okay with that to an extent. I mean, obviously there's a lot to break down with the you know, technicalities of who goes where and stuff like that. But, you know, sometimes at the same time, like some of these teams, you know, like the Vanderbilts and the Rutgers and stuff that you talked about, you know, like, I, I would be understanding if they got, you know, kicked out of their conferences because they're probably not really bringing in any revenue for the conference and things like that. And, you know, say for the SEC, you know, if you replace Vanderbilt with, a, you know, Clemson or Florida State or something, then that's obviously an upgrade for your conference. So, um, but yeah, that would be really interesting if it happened. So, so basically what you're saying is, like the Big Ten and the SEC eventually become like their own league. And then like the Big 12 and the other smaller conferences would still be like the NCAA, I guess. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Because um, essentially these conference, like the SEC and the Big Ten, they control what they, they have all the power and the NCAA just kind of is there along for the ride. So it's not like the NCAA right now really has that much obviously they can impose like discipline and stuff but what like the sec could easily just be like we're leaving the ncaa and we're just we have 25 teams now we can have our own league you know and we can everybody plays everybody all year um and they can get away with that you know because they have all this talent um and then same thing with the big 10 as well i think they're, you know, setting themselves up to be that other, you know, alternative to the SEC, like the eight, like the AFC, NFC, and the NFL. Um, and I think that's you'll see because there's going to be so many teams in these conferences, you're going to see uh, like a playoff, but a conference playoff. So instead of the college football playoff, you'll have 
you know, Alabama versus Texas A&M on one side of the bracket. And then you might have like Florida versus Clemson on the other side. And then they'll play each other. And then the winners will play the Big Ten winner. Um, now, the here's my pros and cons to all this. My pros are you're probably going to get better matchups. You know, it's you're not going to have in college football anyways. There's no, no real um, appeal to seeing. I'll just throw some random teams like Marshall versus uh, Ohio State. Like, there's just not those sort of upsets are just too far and few in between to make those games worth it. They're normally blowouts, not interesting. But if you see, you know, okay, now maybe Clemson playing Ole Miss, you know, that's a game that never happens, but, you know, they could be SEC rivals, you know? So I think there's some good things that could come out of it as far as the matchups go. I mean, I'm still going to watch it. Obviously, It's not like, I do think there's more cons than pros, but it's not like the the cons are going to make me stop watching college football. But, um, and then the biggest pros also, or the biggest cons, in my opinion, like you said, are the rivalries. And then what happens to these other sports? You know, mainly basketball is the one that I care about, but all these, like, you know, Vanderbilt, they've got a really good baseball team. Like, are they just going to be, you know, out of the SEC now? They can't play baseball with the rest of the SEC teams or Kansas in the Big 12. Like, they're a useless football team, but their their basketball team's a necessity for the Big 12. So, and uh, and then, too, if you go to the extreme example, like I've said, with the Big 10 and SEC, like the AFC, NFC, are you going to get an NCAA tournament? You know, because that's the main thing about college basketball is the NCAA tournament. If that changes in any way, I think that's a bad thing for college basketball. So, oh, yeah, that that would be terrible. <laughs> it would be terrible, but it's not far fetched now. I've heard basketball fans being scared and nervous about if the NCAA, you know, dissolves or something like that. And all these conferences just become their own leagues, you know, like that you might just have, you know, an SEC tournament, a Big Ten tournament, and whatever other... Yeah, and that, and that would be nowhere... That would be nowhere, would be nowhere near as exciting. I mean, because, even same with baseball, like the college and softball, like the, you know, because they're a college world series that they do. Their format, while they do round robin and stuff, but it's essentially the same as March Madness, as you know, there's 64 teams, and, you know, then you dwindle it down to the final eight for the college world series or whatever, like it it's a very similar thing. So it would be terrible for those sports too, like in a sense, if that were to happen. And also too, even if let's say the, the big conferences, the big 10, the FCC, big 12, like let's say they all get together and do their own thing. It's still not as good. It, I mean, it'll be good to watch, You'll, but it's going to just be like every other sport. It's going to be like the NFL playoffs where it's the best teams against each other or hockey or or baseball, basketball, it's essentially going to be like that sort of a playoff because you're going to lose the, you know, St. Peter's, you know, that's the St. Peter is what makes the NCAA tournament special. If it wasn't for that, it'd be just like any other 
you know, playoffs. That's what they would be losing. Um, whereas in football, you don't really want to see the St. Peter's as much. They're not as interesting. Um, so I yeah, know, I, I agree. Um, but yeah, it, it's crazy, man. So as far as like my predictions, I think Notre Dame's going to be the next big one to go. They're going to be what they decide will change the course for some other teams possibly. But um, I think the Big 12 and the Pac-12 are going to, I think they're going to try and join together, um, which is going to be crazy because the Big 12 already added a bunch of teams, but they're rumored to be trying to get the Washingtons and Oregons, Utah, that sort of stuff. But, um, but what do you think happens, Eric? Do you think the Pac-12 stays together? Do you think they, you know, pull in like a Boise State, San Diego? Do you think they try and replace these teams leaving? Do you think they stay as they are? Or do you think these teams are just going to end up getting swallowed up? Yeah, I mean, if I'm the head of the Pac-12 conference, I mean, obviously you want the conference to stay together. And so, like, look, bringing in a you know, Boise State or San Diego State, you know, getting some teams like that would be really good. But ultimately, at the end of the day, like, I think some of these other higher money making teams like Oregon, especially and Washington, like, they're they're probably going to bolt would be my guess. I mean, uh, Oregon, especially, I, I could see them being the next one to, you know, hop on the Big Ten bandwagon with, uh, you know, UCLA and USC, I could I could see that. But but, you know, some of the other teams, you know, that aren't as big, like maybe them, like the Washington States and, you know, st- teams like that, like, you know, maybe they do, you know, make a, a alliance, we'll say, you know, with, uh, you know, with the Big 12. And, you know, then at least you have three big conferences instead of just two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. But, you know, and then, maybe, you know, like you, I mean, like like you said, too, some of these other smaller teams, you know, they, you know if they get kicked out, you know, say like if, uh, you know, Illinois gets kicked out of the big 10, you know, maybe they try to hop in with the big 12 or maybe, you know, if Vanderbilt were to get kicked out of the sec, maybe they go try to join the big 12 or something. But, um, but am I the only one that thinks it's kind of silly though, now that these teams, these conferences are called the big 10 and the big 12 and they have like way more teams than that now. <laughs> it's never made sense to me. It's never because the big 12 for a while had less than 12. The Big Ten's always had more than ten. The Pac-12 is the only one right now that makes sense, but um, but they had ten teams for a while too. So yeah, it's just not very creative. Like, and also too, there I've always been like, why are they the big? Like, what does that even mean? Like, there's no at least with like the ACC, the SEC, the Pac. Like, you can judge where these teams are based on their name, but Base. Yeah, they're they're geographically based, like <laughs> yeah, southeastern, I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Atlantic, <laughs> and, and they're stretching the, you know, the southeastern thing when they bring in Missouri and. Oh you know. well, yeah, but yeah, but so um, at least they're in the middle. They're not too far yeah. off, you know, like yeah, they're, they're not know. going away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <clears throat> Yeah, so this is crazy stuff. Um, but then, like, the other big thing in college, which has been going on for a year now, is the 
NIL name image likeness thing. And this is starting to really explode. Do you think essentially right now, like the Supreme Court ruling on it was pretty much that, you know, these players, there's not, you know, a cap, so to say, there's no collective bargaining on how much they can make. So they're free to make whatever they want. And it's crazy. Some of these like five-star players in college are making more than, you know, you would be getting in the NFL if you were a rookie. So do you think, uh, this is stretching beyond the conference thing, but do you think that is going to cause players to stay in the NFL or stay in college longer? Because now you could make more money in college. Do you think that these certain, some teams with huge, um, boosters and stuff are going to try, like, do you think Texas with all its money is going to be good now? Since they um, can- if, well, if I was a high school kid, like, obviously I'm taking whatever money, you know, college is willing to throw at me, obviously, but I would still though, like go to the NFL the first chance I get because yeah, they're making more like, cause I, I don't remember who it was, but I heard about somebody that's making more than like, what Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson and those quarterbacks got in the draft last year. But, but the thing is the longer you wait to go to the NFL, the longer you wait to get like a potentially max contract, you know what I mean? Well, I know that's an NBA term, but, but you know what I mean? I can, you're not limited to the rookie salary deal. Like after three years you can negotiate and you you can make one to 200 million or however much teams are willing to pay you. You know what I mean? Like, Whereas if you stay in the NCAA, NCAA longer, you're making it be longer before you can get that kind of money. You know what I mean? So I would still dip out, you know, and go to the NFL first chance I get. But now what could be interesting would be if, say, you know, maybe there's some guy and he gets paid a lot of money. And then his first couple of seasons, he doesn't really do that well. So he's more of like a third or fourth round prospect or something then I would stay another year and try to get your draft stock up and still make that basically NFL first round NFL money instead of getting a third round salary. But I don't know, like I, this, this whole thing is just crazy with players being able to get paid money now. And in my opinion, they, they should be able to, I've always thought it was unfair that, you know, these colleges can make all these money off these kids and they can't even like, if someone, tells them they'll pay them 50 bucks for an autograph. They're not even legally allowed to do that or they lose their scholarship and stuff. You know what I mean? So, um, so I, I'm okay with it. I just hope it doesn't get too out of hand, too crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's been thoughts that like the floodgates opened last year and then it was basically a free for all, you know, money going everywhere. But then eventually like, businesses and stuff are going to realize because mostly i think the money's with sponsorships like you know the local ford dealership you know wants you to be on their commercial yeah, be or, in their commercial or whatever yeah like po- or even some of these kids with like five hundred thousand instagram followers like you know make these instagram posts with this product and and you'll get a ton of money for it so that's like that's most of where the money is focused at not so much like the autographs and stuff like that, but yeah, it's, it's something I think everybody supports and actually the uh, Supreme court was unanimous on that decision, which is shocking because they 
disagree on almost everything. They don't, yeah, they don't agree on anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the one thing they were. One thing had. they agreed on was college football. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah. everyone can, everyone, can, you may not agree on certain takes or whatever, but everyone can agree that sports is cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's the wild west. But like, like I said, in 10 years, if you were, if you had a coma, like before the Texas Oklahoma news and you woke up in 10 years and turned on ESPN on a Saturday afternoon, you wouldn't, you would think it's a completely different world. You would think you're living on another planet. I mean, dude, these, these players are going to be getting paid more than these coaches, which is different for college. Um, well, I don't know. Maybe not all of them. Cause like, what yeah, did that guy from USC get, he got like, 40 million in two mansions or <laughs> an unlimited access to the team jet. <laughs> um, but, but also too, I, I think it's going to shift a little bit of the power structure because before, like in Alabama, for example, you know, Nick Saban was able to show off his rings at these high school players houses, compliment the mom, you know, tell the kid, hey, you're going to you're going to go to the NFL if you come to Alabama and all this stuff. But now, you know, th- that's not what these players are going to care about. They're going to care about where's my NIL money. And, you know, Nick Saban's been one of the strongest opposition voices to the NIL because it's not what he knows. He's mastered the system of the way recruiting was before NIL. Whereas you have maybe some of these younger coaches um, who are more, who are better able to recruit with this NIL stuff. And also too, like Alabama isn't necessarily the richest, you know, university in the world. They're not, you know, they're boosters and stuff. They're not, you know, so much more than these other places are, or, and there's places even stronger. Like, you know, if you want to go real crazy, um, the, you know, they say everybody from Stanford who graduates becomes a millionaire. If Stanford alumni all gather together, they could pay these players more than anybody else. And Stanford could get every five star there is, you know, like I'm not saying that that's happening or Yale and Harvard, like those schools, they produce millionaires. <laughs> could you imagine if like Harvard and Yale became like every year? It's like Harvard and Yale for the national title. <laughs> they got the most yeah. money. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Now that would be insane. <laughs> I mean, that I, I'm joking. That's not going to happen. But no, but theoretically, could if that if it if the money because like these you know everybody from that graduates from there makes bank you know, whereas like I don't know if you know Al you know obviously Alabama is not going to be able to match that kind of money. But yeah, these are um, I mean we could go on. Me personally, I could go on and on and possibly get into some rants and stuff but uh oh hey i look last week's episode i tried to hold back a rant and it just came out at the end you know like it it happens man so like if there's something you're fired up about and want to get off your chest man this is the network this is the time (laughs) yeah maybe i'll do that maybe i'll these end episode rants might be a new trend on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) what will we rant about (laughs) yeah I mean, like, it's mainly what I want to rant about. It's just like the losing these games that are traditional games. Like, you know, if you 
if you like watching, if you're a Tennessee or Vanderbilt fan who always watches Tennessee Vanderbilt, like, you know, your days are limited. You might have thought five years ago that, oh, my the rest of my life, I'm going to see Tennessee Vanderbilt the end of the year. You know, like that's, you know, up in debate now. That's not a guarantee. Um, obviously, you know, I'm a USF fan. You know, in UCF, that, you know, rivalry, you know, is definitely going to be paused for a while. Could be if USF, you know, joins another conference, who knows what will happen. But um, it's just, I'm just not like Oregon, Oregon State, you know, Washington, Washington State, like you said, Cal and UCLA. All these, you know, rivalries that mean something to both these schools. And they're not always guarantees. Like, you know, not all of these rivalries are, you know, one school winning the last hundred years, you know, there there's ebbs and flows to it. You'll see occasionally Vanderbilt will, will beat Tennessee much to my dislike. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's like these in-state rivalries and, and they're just kind of, you know, going to be going away the, the closer we get to this, you know, realignment and stuff. And, you know, it's not a knock on these potential new rivalries. Like if USC gets a big rivalry with like Michigan or something like that, it's not to say that's a bad thing, but you're just, I don't know. It's just not what I was used to growing up. It's not the college football that I grew up with, you know, and there's definitely an appeal to that. And it, it's becoming more like the NFL in a way, which is not what it's, in my opinion, it was before and how it, I'm not saying it should be, but like how I preferred it as, and you know, it's, you've got the NFL already. You don't need to make a college version of the NFL. So, you know, there's definitely improvements that could be made, like with the playoff system and everything. Um, but it's just, it's just ultimately going to be sad if Oregon and Oregon state don't play each other, you know, in any sport. And that's another thing too. Like these other sports are suffering at the hands of football. And and I hope, honestly, I, I really hope that before this gets too crazy that you see football sort of become its own thing you know, its own athletic program and separate from the other sports. Like, you know, maybe that's what the NCAA does. Maybe they keep a hold of everything but football or something like that. And you still see Oregon, Oregon State in basketball or Tennessee Vanderbilt in basketball and baseball. Um, And you still see a March Madness at the end of the year. Um, But if they, you know, end up dragging all these other sports and, now in, in college basketball, you have USC playing Purdue, you know, and UCLA playing Michigan State. It's like, yeah, some of these will be good games, but it's not the it's not the traditional conference rivalries that we've had before. And it's usually okay when there's one or two teams that change conference. I don't, except for those fans in the conferences or, you know, the fans of the specific teams, they might, they're, they're obviously going to have their teams changing their schedules majorly, but this is literally affecting everybody now. I mean, there's nobody, you know, 
what you know duke university is going to be impacted by usc leaving the big 10 because that could cause miami and north carolina clemson florida state to all leave and then they're all of a sudden in a weird spot like this is getting to the point where it's not just like affecting a few teams or a few you know situations it's this is the whole landscape of college football nobody at you know wake forest asked for this to happen but now they're gonna have to make these decisions so you know do it play these rivalry games now or do i try and leave to the big 12 which is trying to you know get up all these middle class teams so i don't know if this is a rant so to say but it's just a just a thing that i wanted to express my opinions on so i'll, I'll stop it at that <laughs> yeah hey I mean, it, it's understandable man i mean you know like we said in the beginning like college football isn't necessarily my biggest thing but you know, like I was, I've always been a Tennessee fan growing up and everything. And, you know, if they were to lose some of these, you know, rivalries, I mean, Tennessee, Alabama, I won't care if they're not rivals no more. I, I hate Alabama so much, but, but, you know, like I, most likely Tennessee and Florida would, would stay in the SEC. But I mean, if, if one of them left to another conference, I mean, like my friend Alan, who's a big Gators fan, like we love smack talking to each other every year. Like it's not going to be the same if Tennessee goes and becomes, you know, rivals with, michigan or something instead of like it just doesn't make sense you know it tennessee florida makes way more sense so uh or tennessee georgia or anything like that you know i don't know some of these you know rivalries when they're like going to be halfway across the country or farther from each other just aren't going to make any sense but but you know ultimately like at the end of the day like we've been talking about you know it comes down to the to the almighty dollar and yeah, that's what's going to win here, unfortunately. But, but, I, but I agree with everything you said. Cool, cool. Yeah, well, that'll wrap this episode up, guys. Thanks for tuning in, listening, and watching. And uh, if you enjoyed what you heard, uh, make sure to leave a like on the YouTube video. If you're on YouTube and subscribe to us as well, we're you know trying to get subscribers every day, and it really means a lot if you hit that subscribe button and uh, watch some of our other videos and we've got, you know, this NFL series is still ongoing. So if you haven't seen your team yet, they will be coming. We're dropping pretty much regularly three uh, NFL team videos a week. So stay tuned for that. You'll see your team eventually before the season starts for sure. And then I've got my own college football, um, preseason conference ranking uh, videos going on. So I finished up recording the rest of the Pac-12 the other day. That'll be out on Saturday. And the rest of the major college conferences, I will get to those teams as well. So um, it's a summer where there's not much live sports going on. You know, if you flip on ESPN, you're not going to find much other than baseball right now. But if you go to the Clutch Crew Sports YouTube channel, you know, we got you covered with all these other, you know, Oh yeah, literally, man. Like like Zach said, we're covering all every NFL team, and you know, with these conference previews that Zach's doing, he's not just talking about the conference specifically. He's literally like going through every single team and ranking them. Like so, literally, by the time football season starts, between Zach Connor and myself, we will have literally covered every college football team and every NFL team. I mean, what else can you ask for? You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well. What we can ask for is to subscribe. 
and appreciation. But uh, that, that's what we can ask for. But what else can the viewers ask for? I mean, that's true. <laughs> I uh, what what the cool kids say on the grind, you know, like all, always grinding, uh, make, making that getting that bread or whatever. Like we're we're doing that. <laughs> I'm older, guys. I'm 34. I don't get the lingo as much as some of these younger guys do, but. Funny <laughs> hearing you use these words that like you know Generation Z uses. <laughs> oh man! All right, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Yep. Thanks for uh, thanks for supporting us, and remember, be clutch. Peace.